You're welcome to Dex Lingo, a podcast telling the stories of creatives in the Ghanaian community. Each week, we explore conversations and journeys about those whose arts and creativity inspires their success. Let's get talking. Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of Dex Lego. Today we have Sunita Kragbeg, the CEO of Basecamp Initiative. And then we'll be discussing designing a workspace that inspires creativity. Well, even even for us, we're already inspired by the environment that we came to see here at Basecamp. Well, yes, we are doing this recording from Basecamp Initiative. It's a creative workspace. So for all the creatives out there who are looking for a place to sit and work and then enjoy the work they do, um, this is a place for you. And as we go along with the discussions, you are going to hear a lot about why it is very important and um, why um, we are doing this particular episode. So Sunita, I'd like to welcome you once again to um, Dex Lingo. Uh, it's a podcast that is inspiring the next generation of creatives who are coming up and we are excited and we are very glad to have you on this um, episode. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank you for having me in the first place. Sure, <laughs> you're welcome. So for most of our episodes, we usually love to get to know the story behind who we are talking to and then um, okay. we move on to their thoughts on the particular subject matter. And so we would just like you to tell us, just take us through your journey, I mean, right from when you were a kid. Today we are going back in history, just for you to tell us your journey, the school you went to, I mean, how did you arrive at okay. where you are now? We, okay. are, we are trying to understand your, your journey. So we'd just like to start with um, where did you grow up? Which schools did you attend in primary and then okay. JHS and then university? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I have quite a colorful childhood. So. Okay. <laughs> um, well, just to, to paint a picture, um, I'm half Ghanaian, half Ivorian. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I was raised in both countries, mm. primarily in Ivory Coast, then moved over to Ghana. Interesting. And um, so I have one parent from Ivory Coast, one parent from Ghana. And uh, so primary school in Ivory Coast, oh, okay. um, and then high school in Ghana. And uh, I have one parent who is a creative. My mother is a fashion designer. Oh, okay. And on her side has been creatives all so, along. My, graf- my grandfather, uh, was an architect. Okay. Uh, my grandmother as well was a fashion designer as well. Interesting. So you've always been in the creative space. Always. I didn't ha- really have much of a choice to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> that that sums up your interview. Yeah. I didn't really have much of a choice. Okay. But um, on my dad's end, uh, my dad was, uh, and I say was because we lost him very recently. Yeah, our, our deepest condolences. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, he was a tech guru. He Ooh, was into okay. ICT. Um, he was into uh, business optimization, mm-hmm. business processes, processes, you know, okay. software development, um, biotech, okay. um, all kinds of um, very high-end tech wow, uh, development. And I sort of always had a, a knack at fixing things Ooh. from my childhood, like okay. electronic things, you know, wow. I was I was the only person in the house that they would call if the TV doesn't work wow. or, or the VCR <laughs> is broken 
or the tape isn't playing or I don't know and I don't know why or the laptop won't come on I don't know why and I always found those mm. tricks to get it going so so um okay well we might not even know the school you went the name of the school you went to in Ivory Coast but let me bring it to Ghana what what school did oh, you go to in Ghana there wasn't any link to the whole tech thing wow I didn't so even <laughs> pick it up from school to be really? honest with you I think because watching my dad, my, my dad okay. always had the latest technology, oh, you know, okay. in terms of pads, phones, mm. tablets and laptops and all. Yeah. So watching him using them, okay. and I'm a very fast learner, okay. and I'm very pertinent when it comes to observation. Okay. So I watch and then I try to replicate. That's how I started learning, wow. you know. So, and and, and um, I love problem solving. I, but I only discovered that later on, you know, <laughs> as I became an adult. So yeah. it's like filling the blanks nice. kind of thing, okay. you know. I love playing Scrabble, for example. That mm. tells you, you know. So I think that's where the whole um, ease with tech came yeah. on. Okay. And then my mom made it uh, a must for us to learn how to play instruments when we were wow. kids or paint as well. I was mm. painting from age six. Wow. So I think I fell right in the middle. Because yeah. I remember um, in high school in Ghana, um, I think from six, I was sort of, um, I was doing counseling sessions regarding what university to apply to yeah. and what degree to choose and stuff. Because um, they help us in our career choices. Yeah, they do. And um, I was like, well, um, I want to be an artist. And my dad was like, <laughs> You're not going to make a living in Africa being an artist. Hell no. I'm not paying for you to go and study to learn how to paint at university. So um, he's like, you have to do something more. You have to do something more. We have to survive. And I'm like, well, a lot of artists make it big. You're like, yeah, yeah it's them, <laughs> you know, but you're not them. So I, I remember, I, I can't tell you which teacher it was, yeah. but somebody did actually put me on the path of graphic design and oh, then okay. it wasn't called graphic design because yeah. it was, it was, I, it was IT, you know, oh, it was okay. just IT and then, you yeah, know, Photoshop and all, where it didn't even <laughs> exist, you know. Um, it, it was IT and then we had all the, the, the the Microsoft Office, Office suite, yeah, PowerPoints yeah. and stuff. I think Photoshop existed and um, Corel Draw definitely. Yeah. You know that's the dinosaur in the bunch. <laughs> um, and so so yeah. So I heard that there was something called graphic design. I should research it. It's okay. new in the universities. It's a new mm. kind of degree, and it's a fine blend of art and tech. So yeah. I might I might like it. And I did. I started reading on Google what it was, and I was like, this is so me. This is yeah. just right for me. You know. <laughs> So I told my dad, I know exactly what I want to be. Yep. And he was like, okay, sell it to me. Because that's the kind of guy he is, you know. Yeah. You can't just say one thing and you it goes. You had to convince him, exactly. So, and I did my homework. I convinced him. He was paying the school fees, so I had yeah, to yeah, convince had to. him. You know? And, um, uh, well, it worked. And then I ended up leaving the country. Okay. And uh, I went to university in, in Europe, in Italy. Okay. Precisely in Milan. Uh, oh, whereby wow. um, I took on a graphic design degree, okay. um, which was more, um, it was more communications design. They call it graphic design, but once I started, I realized yeah, that it cut across design. all kinds of, yeah. 
and uh, it was all in Italian. I didn't speak a word of wow. Italian. Um, I think then again, I'm a Charlie junkie, so <laughs> I saw the opportunity. I jumped on it. I'm like, I'm gonna learn Italian. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. So I took a one month intensive course of Italian, and I started my degree, and it went well, wow. impressively. Um, I was I, I actually surprised myself. You know, <laughs> um, I was able to surprise myself. And uh, from then, um, I moved on to, I decided not to work in Italy, so I moved on to France to work okay. from there. Because okay. um, originally I was born in France, so oh, I okay. do have family members family there, there and yeah. stuff. Uh, worked from there for a couple of years, and then I came... So you worked in the, mm-hmm. you worked in the design space in France? That's a good question. No. <laughs> so, um, that's where the hustle begins. <laughs> so, I... Um, well, I did, I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm sure some people can relate here. So I did quite well in okay. university. I actually aced my degree, okay? Nice. And I come out of university, thank you. Come out of university, I go to France, and then I'm applying for jobs. Mm-hmm. And I realize the market is saturated. Wow. Every single interview I go to, I'm number 300 on the waiting wow. list. Wow. The graphic designers were in demand. It was mad. Wow. Especially Paris, because Paris is the capital. Yeah. And then I think it was trending at that oh, okay. time. You know? Okay. So, and also, our tools were at the disposal of everybody. Mm. So even if you didn't go through the proper training, yeah. every self-proclaimed designer... Yeah, you know, so they would kind of abuse the the, the job. (laughs) So it was a bit, it was until you get the interview before people see the difference between a trained designer and a self-thought designer. And uh, now today they're amazing self-thought designers, you know, and some are doing way better than trained ones. Uh, But then, back then it was, all you needed to do is, yeah, you pick YouTube, you learn, and then you come to the interview (laughs) and blah, 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 you know. Um, so I would. It was very tough for me to get a job in Paris. Oh, okay. I'll be honest with you. Um, even though I have French citizenship, and um, also I was black. Well, mm, I yeah, am yeah, black. Yeah, yeah, black. <laughs> um, I'm st- I still am. <laughs> so um, you know, there was a bit of there was tension. Yeah. There was discrimination. The there was biases. racism. Yes, it wasn't as bad as when I was a child. From mm-hmm. what I remember, when traveling back to back and forth to France. Yeah. But the year I was I was looking for a job in in Paris. It was in two thousand and um, two thousand nine ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it got better, but still, it was still when I show up because I have an Indian name. Sneeta has mm. an Indian name. Nobody's expecting a black girl yeah. to show up at interviews. True. And when I come. <laughs> There's surprises on an Indian, and then on top of that, there's surprises <laughs> yeah, a black thing. You know, they look at my portfolio, they look at me again. Where did you start? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Are you hiring me for my CV or for my looks? It looks yeah. So um, it was a difficult journey. So I went through unemployment for two years. Wow. And it was freelancing for two years. Okay. Yeah, especially being out there support, supporting myself because yeah. I was paying for my own cost of living, mm, apartment, utilities, everything. Because once you're out of uni, like, my parents, um, we were raised like that. We mm-hmm. pay for your school fees after yeah, that. You just fend for yourself, exactly, yeah. you know. So um, it was like trying to find a job. But at some point, I was like, my sister was like, listen, find something you would be okay doing, even mm-hmm. if it's not graphic design, yeah. as long as it's in the arts, mm-hmm. you know. 
And so I ended up getting a position um, in uh, a fashion design in, uh, company, actually, oh, okay. which wasn't so far off because so many <laughs> yeah. fashion designers in my in my in, in my family, in family and my sister who had told me she's also a fashion designer. Yeah, no, too. Okay. So, um, but it was, the job was uh, I was a, a visual merchandiser. So what visual merchandisers do is they think of we think of concepts for windows. So it's oh, like a, okay. a giant luxury store, you know. Mm-hmm. Think of the mall, for example. Yeah. Think of I don't know which shop is at the mall. Uh, think yeah. of Mr. Price, Price for yeah. example. Um, every every collection that comes out, they have to re theme the the, the window, mm-hmm. the setup, the artifacts, the deco items that yeah. should match the clothing and all that. Yeah. So the color, the mood board, the colors and all that. There's all mm-hmm. research that goes into it. Um, and so we do the setup for the window, we do the setup for the store itself, okay. the shelving and yeah. all that. We even build, we come up with furniture concepts that oh, okay. we display, we showcase <laughs> the pieces in the right way so that people get the to concept. purchase and to, yeah. especially to persuade them to purchase. Okay. You know, okay. exactly. Yeah. So we are doing a bit of PR, but PR in tangible PR, yeah. you know, that's that's visual that. PR. Exactly. <laughs> visual PR. I like that. Visual <laughs> PR. So I did that for like a couple of years. I think a year and a half or two, actually two years, mm-hmm. and but I was uh, I was uh, I was registered as a uh, as a freelancer okay. in France. Okay. So simultaneously, I was still doing design, yeah. um, and uh, freelancing in France is actually quite big. It's okay. not informal; it's formal. Oh, the really? taxes that you pay for as a freelancer mm-hmm. and all that. That's you it. can freelance for a company. And you can freelance for an individual. Because uh, what I had realized too, the reason why the market was so saturated was companies had as had slowed down on hiring people. Mm. They rather wanted freelancers so they wouldn't have to pay employee taxes. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's trying to cut corners. Well, yeah. you know? So I ended up finding it easier to freelance for companies than to actually try to for get a job yeah. exactly as a and then I came, I used to come to Ghana every summer because I love Ghana. <laughs> and then one of those summers, my mom was like, you're not going back. I was oh. like, wait. She's like, yeah, we need you down here. Yeah. There's so much for you to do, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> my cousins were like, you have to bring the creativity back to the homeland. So I was like, okay, you let me try three months. You know, you never know, one foot in, one foot out. Three months became six months, became one year. I called my sister, I'm like, you need to sell all my things because it doesn't look like they're going to let me go back, you know. So that's how I ended up coming to Accra. So when you came to Accra, I mean, what what did you do in Accra? I mean, when you arrived, did you apply for design jobs? No, how not did at you, all. How did you get into the not space? Because I wasn't coming to work, you know, so not okay. at all. It was an ambush. But um, so, so to be honest with you, um, well, Crystal Park, where we are right yeah. now, is eight years old. Okay? Oh, wow. And um, it runs in the family. Crystal Park okay. was set up by my family years ago. Okay. Um, was launched eight years ago. And the reason why my mom ambushed me was to help with the launch. Okay. okay. So she pitched the idea to me. I wanted to set up an event center. I found a great location. Mm-hmm. So this is insider information because a lot of people don't no, know no. Crystal Park. Yeah. Runs in my family. <laughs> so uh, belongs to the family, basically. Um, so. Um, 
only the people who would actually listen to this podcast, podcast would, would know. know. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we are glad to be the first people to get to know exactly. this. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sharing some deep insights. Yeah, deep stuff. So well, she was like, "Yeah, we need to launch this thing. You have great marketing insight. Um, we want you to handle the marketing department of uh, Crystal Park for a minute." Um, I was like, "Okay, I've never done anything event related, but you yeah. know, let's see what I can do. As long as it's selling, I like selling, so let's mm-hmm. do it." Um, so we did that for a little while. I I, 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 I remember coming for the launch while okay. I was still working in France. Okay. Just two months and I left. Yeah, yeah. And then three years after, I came on holiday to see how it was doing. Okay. And then that's when she ambushed me. She's like, listen, you're not going back. You know, you need to take over and stuff. So uh, when I came primarily um, about... Uh, I've been in Ghana for five years now. Mm-hmm. I've been back for five years. Yeah, okay. Um... As soon as I came back, my folks were like, uh, we need fresh blood and mm-hmm. we need you to oversee a couple of things. So um, I became lead uh, operations manager okay. and also uh, managing partner of Crystal Park. Okay. And uh, I did that for a good three years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, with all things considered, uh, I'm very grateful because it did open a lot of doors mm-hmm. in terms of networking, relationships, yeah. um, Hosting events of 500, 800,000 guests at a time, wow. advertising to thousands of people at a time. Yeah. When I hadn't been in the country for almost 10 years, it really set <laughs> yeah, the pace. Yeah, it really felt good. Exactly, you mm-hmm. know. And um, people tend to feel very grateful when you organize their wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So True. I think it really did help my business portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, after three years, my, my soul, my art soul was bleeding, you know. <laughs> So yeah. I went to see my dad and I was like, listen, I need to go back to design. I need mm-hmm. to go back to design. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming to you because he was never for me coming back to Ghana. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. my mom who wanted me, you know. He was never for me. So it was easier to sell it to him. him and then he would, you know. So I got to him and I got through to him. And then he was like, okay, I'll talk to mom about it, you know. And then it was like, we ganged up on her. And uh, she was like, well, what do you guys want me to do? You want to paint me as a bad person now, right? So I was like, well, you know, I need to go. I'm not flying out again. I'm back home. I'm mm-hmm. really happy to be here. But I just need to find, maybe I need to get in the agency system yeah. and find an agency that um, speaks to my um, my drive and my mm-hmm. ambition. And um I decided to apply at Ogilvy and Meta, yeah. um, the Ghana branch, and um, I was. I, it worked. It went well, nice. um, and uh, so I did. I started as a senior graphic designer, designer with them. Okay. And then in the six months, I got my first promotion as art director. Wow. Ogilvy and Meta. <laughs> six so months. Quite, yeah, it was. It came with its pros and cons. To okay, be honest, yeah. it's good to, to it's good to go up fast, but it also has a fallback. Yeah. But it was an amazing journey. Um, I would I would do it all over again, um, and um, I was rapidly I rapidly became regional art director. Wow. Um, wow. Because the Ghana branch um, also manages the region. Okay. Um, okay. So I was handling accounts such as Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. I handled. DSTV, KFC, wow. a couple of other brands, brands on the whole um, West African continent. Okay. And um, also went on a few pitches in our Kenya branch, mm. uh, which is the Kenya branch is um, the 
headquarters of Africa, the whole okay. continent. Okay. And uh, also met up with, so I was nominated for, and this might lead to your next question yeah. actually, because um, I was blessed to be nominated for um, um, the world, it's called the world, the Ogilvy World Class Ooh. Program. Yeah. whereby it happens every year and um, what happens literally is um, our, our main offices, so the, the New York office and the mm -hmm. London office chooses yeah. art directors um, around the continent, okay. all around the different continents, 10 art directors a year that are doing quite well yeah. and they take us on a boot camp, intensive boot camp, wow. where we meet the gurus of the, the Ogilvy Foundation. Mm -hmm. And they train us, they give us a pitch that we have to break, I mean, that we have to crack. We have like a good four or five days to crack mm -hmm. uh, with other art directors that we've never met before um, and writers as well. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, it was the most intense experience of my <laughs> life because everybody came on a high horse. I'm the best of my side of the world. So people yeah. are also still, <laughs> but we're supposed to work with them as our colleagues. So how does it work? You know? So it was, it was laughter, fun. It was cries. It was like people with, there were people slapping each other, people Whoa. going off at each other. It was so wild. It was That's so intense. intense. Oh, it was intense. Trust me. And uh, it happened in France, actually. Oh, okay. And, um, this, was, this was more like back home for you. A bit, yeah, exactly, you know. And it was in 2016, um, and they do it right before the Cannes Lions yeah, um, festival. festival, yeah. yeah. Because, uh, well, I finished prize for, mm -hmm. for, for, for doing well at <laughs> Cracking the Brief yeah. is... Uh, we get to attend uh, okay. the festival. Wow. So mm -hmm. from... Um, so what we do is we, we're, we're broken into teams mm -hmm. and we at the end of the training we have to present it's a real brief it's not oh, a fake okay. brief we have to present to the clients client, and the yeah. year I went our client was Philips Europe Ooh, okay. and you know now Philips is not just doing electronics, electronics they've yeah. gone into life saving um, yeah so they're uh, making these energy bulbs exactly. that's, a, that's, yeah, exactly. that's a energy they're saving. also doing heart heart and lung machines wow. and all kinds of okay. very interesting stuff. Um, so um, and so we had to, to present, well, they come to listen to all the different pitches <laughs> and then they choose, you know, and uh, and according to what the, 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 the presentation that's chosen will be presented at Cannes the following year. So it was my attention. It was my attention. So, a lot of pressure. And then guess what? The client comes and chooses a bit of all the four teams. Oh, wow. And it's like we should all work together as a <laughs> team yeah. to build a new presentation. So we all got to go to Cannes. Anyway. <laughs> so I was also wow. Um, wow. nominated as a Cannes Young Lion to attend oh, okay. the festival that year. Wow. Um, came in contact. Congratulations. With me. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was it was really incredible and I realized how little we're doing down here yeah, and yeah, yeah. how much work there is still left to do, do you know, yeah. and how what I thought I thought I was pushing mountains here, but I realized, <laughs> yo, I was just a fly in the world of so much creativity and so much mm -hmm. imagination. Mm -hmm. And looking at how people is one thing coming up with a concept, is another mm -hmm. thing packaging it. Yeah. You know, packaging is everything. Yeah. And, and um, the year I went, it was 800 entries. Whoa. And the judges have 
uh, 48 hours. They're Whoa. crammed up in a room for 48 hours. They, they, I mean, I don't even know if they shower. They're allowed to shower. Mm. But food, everything in a room, they're not allowed to get out of that room for 48 hours. Mm. They have to go through 800 entries and nominate. Like, out of the 800, less than 200 were shortlisted. Oh, we okay. so, Yes. So what literally happens, and which is what my CD, my creative director, was grooming us for every mm. year, Ogovi and Maitha, was... The judges have look at your so we build case studies so okay. you send like a one pager case study yeah. of your work and you also send uh, a video case study okay and there's the timelines for it deadlines and yeah. all that but the first eight seconds like is literally wow. click 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 <laughs> so if you can't capture their attention in the seconds. first eight seconds is moving on to the next moving on to the next because mm. we got just 48 hours you know so sometimes the concept is so good, but the packaging is so poor, yeah. it doesn't even make it far to the shortlisting, wow. you know. And that was the most striking thing for me when I went to Canada. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. we spent so much time on on conceptualization when sometimes the delivery even has more weight. Thing. Exactly. Wow. So it's, it's, it's more to make it 50-50 or sometimes... We uh, push more towards the delivery than actual the yeah. actual uh, presentation of the concept. Wow. And uh, when I came back, I, I came back so full, and so energized. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. yo, fully pumped, yo. And I was like, there's so much more talent in Africa that we don't know. True. These guys don't know what's gonna come to them, you yeah. know. And I came back and I I gave a presentation. My bosses had me give a presentation to our whole team okay. down here. They also wanted me to give a presentation to the Kenya team because mm -hmm. um, Kenya has been winning actually a couple of oh, times, okay. uh, South Africa also. So, yeah. But besides Kenya and South Africa, there is no other Ogovi agency in Africa mm. that has gotten an award before. We get local awards yeah, and African yeah, awards Africa. like the Louis and stuff, mm. but can we've never gotten that far. So um, I was supposed to share my experience Praise with them yeah. and so also inspire everybody else to start working even harder Kana. to make it to Cannes, you know. Sure. So I think that gives you a general idea of how I ended up <laughs> in creativity. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you have really, I mean, you've really taken us through everything. So um, right now, I'll just go straight to one most important question. Okay. So when did Basecamp get there into this go. picture? That's it, that's <laughs> it. So I think in all, I was at Ogilvy for three years, oh, roughly okay, three wow. years. Um, and... Uh, at getting closer to the end of my third year, I I felt again. I think creatives we have a very short attention span. Hundred percent. We always need to like get what going. Yeah. You know, what's next? So um, I felt like um, I had plateaued a bit. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. um, plateaued in terms of advertising is advertising yeah. you know and there's no matter how many ways you flip it and turn it and package it it remains marketing mm -hmm. selling and you know and i felt like i wanted to be a fully rounded creative yeah. 360 and i i is is an industry that is so demanding mm -hmm. you know we work we literally work 20 hours a day, yeah. to be honest with you. Some, someone said we live at work and visit our homes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, I mean, it, it is what it is, yeah. you know. But it's passion that keeps you going, you know. So you mm -hmm. keep doing it, you keep doing it till you can't do it anymore. Yeah. So um, I did that for a minute and I felt like 
I wanted to do more, even mm-hmm. if it's just play the piano all day long. Like <laughs> I missed a lot of things that yeah, I couldn't yeah. do anymore. True. That were those things were adding up to who I am as a creative. Mm-hmm. I I missed drawing. I wasn't drawing anymore. I missed painting. I missed I missed all kinds of things. I miss being able to sit around the table and have a basic chat with yeah, another writer or sound engineer without having having to be pressured by delivery the of deadlines. A, yes, <laughs> of uh, I mean multi multi billionaire company waiting for a billboard mm. to be churned out. Or, you know, there there sometimes the 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 the, the what fuels your your output is deadlines yeah, yeah, or yeah. the components you are given to work with True. and some and the things you come up with when you are not pressured by those mm-hmm. things are amazing mm-hmm. you know so um i had at the back of my mind i'm like listen i i, I can picture this space i kept <laughs> picturing the space you know okay. and space is everything yeah. space is space is power space is luxury in ghana because space is costy yeah it's in dollars it's 12 months upfront yeah. payments 24 months is space is ridiculous in ghana and i'm Very like ridiculous. i keep picturing this space where people can just be and be themselves and people can just create create all day long you know and create together not in silos because that's a disease. We keep we're, we're taught to create in silos or yeah. to study or to work in silos. And collaboration is the least of our concern when it should be the True. first thing True. we should focus on. True. And I keep having this picture in my head of um, taking, um, think of a brief mm-hmm. around breast cancer, for example. Yeah. Uh, and you take a, a doctor you take a, 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 a digital marketer, yeah. an illustrator, a writer, a sound engineer, an art director, mm-hmm. and maybe a marketer or a strategist, yeah. and you put them in a room and you lock them in the room <laughs> and give them that brief. And you come out the next, you let them come out the next day and look at what they were able to come up yeah. with. You would be, be surprised yeah. and amazed what people from completely different industries can come up with versus people within the same industry focusing on the same you know dots or the same idea you know so i'm like we need to and especially in africa you know it's a society where our leaders are always trying to eat at the expense of the rest of the society trying to get rich on top of everybody else (laughs) you know so i'm like it's up to us to change that mindset and that that you know um that's festering and um i've 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 the good thing is i've had an insider and outsider perspective to ghana Mm -hmm. because i lived there i grew up here but i also kept going and coming so i've seen massive growth yeah and there was a time when i said hey ghana is one way (laughs) and there's a time i came was like yo there's hope for ghana you know and i felt like our generation is the generation that understands what is wrong Yes. But that is also willing to do something about it. Because back then we understood, but we were just complaining. Yeah, we weren't trying to do anything. anything. Exactly. So I was like, we need to create a space where people can create, but also people can come together and start teaching the younger ones yeah. uh, of how how we should help each other, and how we should do for ourselves, because nobody else is going to do yeah. for us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one thing led to another... 
I felt it was time for me to resign from Ogilvy, which I did. Mm-hmm. Um, spoke to my my senior management, got their blessing, mm-hmm. um, and they understood that I needed to be to open up my horizons in yeah. terms of creativity. And uh, to be honest with you, I was supposed to feel this for a year or two. <laughs> that was the plan. Okay. But they say man proposes, God disposes. <laughs> yeah. um, I freelanced for one month and one door open. Wow. One door open. I was like, yo, do you have a business plan? Do you have this? Do you yeah. have that? I was like, no, I don't. I was like, okay, get it done. I need to see a business plan in a week. Uh, this and that. I'm like, I don't have an MBA. I don't have this. I don't have that. And then my dad sat me down, schooled me, took me through like, took me through the dirt of wow. business management. In one week, I learned how to put together a thorough, intensive market research, feasibility study, business wow. plan, financial plan, projections. Yeah. I hadn't slept in so long, but I wanted it so bad. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna set up the African version of a Google office here in wow. Ghana and you set the pace with people, you know. Wow, I, I did that and I that first door closed on me. Wow. To be honest with you, Basecamp wasn't supposed to be at Crystal Park. Oh, okay. I, there was a different property for it. Yeah. Uh, but the investor wasn't too keen. Okay. Uh, he was keen on the idea. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't sold on the finances, the yeah, projections, yeah, projection. because he did not come from the industry. Yeah. So he didn't understand, understand anything to either co-working and creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was preaching to the wrong audience, yeah. you know. So I was like, okay, I need to find somebody that is maybe off the industry, but doesn't have the financing mm-hmm. or has the financing, <laughs> but aspires to be part of the creative industry, industry or something, yeah. you know. So, um, and then all of a sudden I was just there and I, I heard one word, oh, well, one word, I heard one sentence. <laughs> I was here, actually, I was doing something, I don't know what I was doing, but I was here, here at Crystal Park yeah. and I heard, look around you. It was as simple as that, wow. so look around you. Yeah. And this is base camp. That's that's how it came, this is base camp. And I was like, why did I not think about this before? Well. I, I, you know, I kept thinking, you know, co-working, I kept thinking indoor offices, yeah, four yeah. walls, cool. cubicles, people working all day yeah. long. Like, no, that's what I ran away from. Why am I trying to set up the same, same thing, thing I left? Yeah. You know, so yeah. I was like, no, let's work in the green. Mm-hmm. Green spaces, outdoors, half indoor, half outdoor. Let's yeah. change the scope of things. True. That's what I'm trying to do, right? True. So True. I think that's how basically. Yeah, well, I think this would even totally lead me to the conversation we want to have. Okay. Yeah, and then after that, we'll, we'll, we'll try and find out how the journey has been on that side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we we really wanted to understand. I mean, you have created Basecamp as a as a working space, mm-hmm. and you have like you've been saying so many things about it. So we really want to understand does the kind of workspace you work in any way affect your creativity, and what you think about what you think about that? Do you think it affects your creativity in any way? Okay, so there's one thing we preach at Basecamp, which is creativity at all costs, okay? Okay. irrespective of industry. It's not about being a creative, it's about developing creative thinking skills. Wow. Okay. Okay. So that can happen in 
with any background. Okay. okay. It's just that we are not thought right, so we're not thought to be creative. Okay. But I believe anybody can be creative. Yeah. Okay. So what makes you creative is the environment you work in, mm -hmm. the people you work with, mm -hmm. and the tools and resources you have at your disposal. Okay. Irrespective of how you were raised, where you were raised, or what your background is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So those three components, the where, the who, and the tools and resources, yeah. those are things that are very crucial okay. to developing creative thinking skills. Yeah. And those are things that should cohabit in one location to help you develop those skills. Wow. Wow. So ideally uh, for you, what do you think um, a creative space, a creative workspace should feel like? I mean, let's say I, let's say you have, let's say I come to Basecamp, I mean, we, I think we can use Basecamp as an example. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we got here, we loved the environment. We, I mean, Thank we you. have been seeing, wow, wow, all over <laughs> the place. And so, um, for, for a creative, well, we'll be a bit biased because we are talking about designers and we are talking about the creative, the, uh, the creative space. For creatives, how should they feel like when they are in a creative space? Are there any things that, um, more like trigger, mm -hmm. um, is there anything that triggers um, the, your creativity? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> okay, let me let me speak as a creative okay, myself. Sure, okay, sure. Um, what I've noticed is I do my best work overnight. Okay. It's not healthy. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. We all do our best work overnight. <laughs> it's not healthy, but it is what it is. Yeah. I think there are a lot of distractions during the day that okay. don't allow you okay. to focus. That's true. We're not early birds. We don't wake <laughs> if I study the patterns, so we don't wake up too early. Yeah. When we do, we are still fuzzy in the morning. True. But things get clearer along That's the day, you know. Um, so I think timeline is, is very crucial. Okay. That's why um, I always thought about setting up a space that closes really late or okay. at least runs around the clock. Okay. Currently, we okay. don't run around the clock because uh, we can't afford it yet. Yeah. We're a startup, yeah. but hopefully in the near future. Sure. But we close at 10 p.m. Okay. Uh, I think we're the, the second uh, hub in Accra that closes the latest. Okay. Um, also... Um, I think uh, in terms of the space, when I create, everything around me affects my output. Okay. Sometimes it's something I see, mm -hmm. other times it's something I hear, yeah. or someone else's feedback. Okay, but though, random things, things that have nothing to do, say I'm supposed to put together a sketch for uh, uh, an energy drink. Okay. okay? Um, an ad for an energy drink, for example. Um, I could listen to music yeah. that is going to flow um, the emotion I'm trying to get out of that sketch. Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, I could talk to, I can have a, a chat with somebody that will talk about, I mean, the chat will end up roaming around the pace of life in Accra. <laughs> okay. okay, so how do I depict the pace of life yeah. in that ad? Yeah. Um, that energy drink ad, for example, or I can go play like a round of deck of cards, like Uno's <laughs> or foosball with somebody mm -hmm. else, and um, that drive I get from winning mm -hmm. for a different kind of idea, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, in so, my output. Okay. So, um, so technically, I mean, well, from the conversations we're having so far, then we get to understand that usually creatives want places that there's a certain level of peace of mind 
to be mm-hmm. able to work and mm-hmm. then that's also even affected by the kind of music they have been listening to yeah. at that yeah. point in time and mm-hmm. the fact that there's not also too much pressure yes. on, on, yeah. on them yeah. To, yeah. to do the work within yeah. whatever environment yeah. they find themselves so also we, informality you know, yes exactly we, we <laughs> tend to think that a workplace should be so, so formal, formal and that's completely true. wrong true. you know true. so informality allows people to break true. the boundaries true. so I think so, I think, so that might even lead me to my next question so it's probably the reason why a lot of creatives enjoy working remotely mm-hmm. and um, we realize that most of the time they want to be in their own uh, comfortable space and then so that they can more like churn out the work that they want to churn out for us for instance when we got here we realized that um, even the even the deco the, <laughs> the, the deco of the place there's so much creativity in the deco the the designs that you see we saw these illustrations on the wall mm-hmm. and all of that and we feel that these are things that totally inspire mm-hmm. um, creativity in, in, in designers and so I, I would want to ask okay I think you already answered that question when you were talking about I was going to ask you what your ideal workspace um, should look like or should be like but I think you have already touched on um, different areas of that so um, I want to come back to Basecamp and um, ask maybe you. I can give you just a tip okay sure it should have some gaming components <laughs> okay great okay. Gaming, gaming is components. impressive for creativity sure. it should have um, a, chill, a chill zone okay. whether it's a couch whether it's poofs on the floor yeah. mats it should have a chill a zone, chill zone. Um, it should have a, a, an eatery. There should always eatery. be a place where you can eat, nice. you know, because yeah. food is good for the soul. True. <laughs> um, and then it can also have, it, it, it needs a collaboration space. So yes. a round table, table or a conference table wow. as well. If you have those four components, you're wow. good. Wow, wow. I think these are really great. These are, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to apply this in my, my cool, workspace. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So um, I would want to um, more like come back to Basecamp. So mm-hmm. far, how has it been? I mean, um, do you think that the freelancers we have here are receptive to a workspace like this? Oh, yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there are about six co-working hubs in Accra. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they keep popping up, from, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, um, Basecamp is the only co-working hub that is a creative co-working yeah. hub. Um, I think that's working in our favor mm-hmm. um, because until now, nobody was catering for the creative industry. Yeah, true. Um, it's either you're in advertising or you're a freelancer. Yes. There's nothing in between, <laughs> you know. So um, why why not a space where you can be a freelancer mm-hmm. but also advertise? Yeah, you know? It works. True, true. So um, I think um, to your point... Uh, I think people, at the feedback we were getting in the beginning was very impressive. Mm-hmm. Like people would be, wow, finally a place where creatives can just yeah, be, you true. know, and people will be, people were confused as to where we were, I'll okay. be honest with you. People yeah. were like, are you an ad agency? People would write and send their CVs, you oh. know, yeah, people used to send us CVs. <laughs> Uh, and they were like, oh, thank you. We, we kind of respectfully declined because we're not really a comp- <laughs> an, an agency, agency and stuff. Yeah. And then we had people writing. Somebody wrote from Kumasi asking if we have a hub in Kumasi mm. under three months of wow. opening. And I was like, oh, this is this is really this high is up the food chain, mm. but we don't. Um, not yet, at least. Um, I think people were very excited. 
along the line, we started really small because mm-hmm. um, Crystal Park was a shared space. Yeah. There were four companies here okay. um, doing different things. Like the building you're in wow. right now was a spa and a barbershop. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> the yellow building on the other side, which is our right wing, was yeah. base camp. That was all. Base oh, camp okay. purchased that. Okay. And then okay. the middle portion, the lounge, yeah. we added that. Two months after starting, oh, okay. we saw that we needed more, more space. space. And yeah. then as of December 2018, the spa and barbershop moved out of Crystal Park. Okay. So we ended up taking the, this place as well. the lease for this building as well. Yeah. And then um, the event manager for the garden also yeah. moved out. Oh, okay. Because uh, my family hadn't been handling events for a couple of years yeah. now. We entrusted it to somebody else. Oh, okay. So okay. there was another manager here. Yeah. Um, so the lease ran out for the garden as well, so mm-hmm. we jumped on that as well. As well. Wow. So the full property is now officially base camp. Wow, congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it comes with a lot of weights, yeah. but there's also <laughs> a lot of prospects. Yes. You know, yes. And we wouldn't yes. have done this if we didn't think that yeah. Accra needed a creative hub. True. True, and I, I mean, it, 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 it's it's been it's been a good run so far. I mean, for Dex, for instance, we have been trying to do a lot of things within the creative space, and we realize that these are the things that um, creatives in Ghana really need. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, we are very grateful for setting up something like this, and we hope that a lot of creatives are going to take advantage of the Definitely. opportunity that has been provided. It's been a good run. It's been a good chat. I mean, you have you have been able to answer all of the all of the the oh, wow. questions we had in mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, okay. You, um, maybe for some of them, without us asking, you 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 Brushed found ways okay. of, of touching on it, and we are so grateful. Usually, we like to end with a very fun part of it, where we like to ask some very different questions that are totally unrelated <laughs> to the topic. Okay. So, yeah, we want to start with the very first one. Um, what's your favorite word? Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> mm, can I get back to you on this? Question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but I mean, off the top of your mind, what word do you like best? That's a really good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, maybe not like, but maybe the word I use most. Um, no, not the word you use most, your favorite you word. Okay, let's come back to this okay, one, right? Okay, After we'll, get, we'll get back to it. Okay, so what do you do when you're not working? I work a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, my dad should be here for this, actually. Um, I'm a workaholic. I won't wow. hide it. But I've been training myself to do other things. Okay. You know, the problem with our line of work is is, is fun. Yes. So even, you enjoy it. So. Yes. So even when you are not working, you're kind of working. Yeah. Even when I pick up my laptop to do something else, I remember I'm supposed yeah. to do something, you know. So, but I, I, I'm a sucker for movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when I'm not working, I'm watching I'm movies. Watching movies. Um, um, okay, so uh, I want to ask a very controversial question. So between Marvel and DC, which one do you love? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same Marvel. It's the same Marvel wow. for the sake of DC. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> so the DC fans out there. Hmm. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> okay, so what profession other than your own would you attempt? What profession that's totally out of this, the creative space would you attempt? Okay, I would have said I would have said interior design, but if it's out of creative, creative space, yeah. 
I would totally be a professional singer. Wow. Talk to me. Wow. <laughs> my alter ego has always dreamt to be on the scene. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> um, so the very last one, what are you not very good at? Delegating. Wow. So you like to do it, you, you like to handle everything. Interesting. Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah. Well, I'm better than yesterday. <laughs> I'm learning. Sure. But it's still a learning curve. Okay. So can we come back to your favorite word now? My favorite word. My favorite <laughs> word. Um, my what is my favorite word? Um, I think. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. That's a very difficult. Question. I don't know why it feels so difficult to me. But it could be a word in a creative space that you you love I to love use or to. yeah you or you love yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I like the meaning of my name. Let's keep it like that. Okay. Yeah. So what's the, what's the meaning of your name? Little Sun. Little Sun. Okay. So that would probably be your favorite yeah, word. I think so. I, think <laughs> I, I like the meaning all right all right so thank you very much for the opportunity it has thank been a very interesting conversation i mean we have learned a lot from your story and um, there are a lot of lessons that we have carried from this and we hope to uh, move with it and then yeah i'm also hoping that our listeners will also really enjoy this um, episode um, so i'd just like to sign off and say thank you everyone for listening to listening to this episode and um, catch you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Dex for putting this together and having me on the show. Thank you very much.